Hello everyone, this is Rob, and welcome back to another episode of... The Pod Squad is a little old place where we can get to... That's enough of that. In this episode, we thought we'd introduce the topic of the university experience for blind and visually impaired people, and talk about some of our experiences, good and bad, warts and all. It was clear from our discussions that we had a wide and diverse range of experiences. We'll be looking into this in further detail in upcoming episodes. But to kick us off, Danielle has recorded a sort of audio diary documenting her experiences in going back to university during these COVID times. And given the time of year, September 2020 at the time of recording, we thought it'd be an apt time to release this content. Coming up later in the pod squad, we've got the first ever Grumpy Old Gits lockdown special, recorded over Zoom. Grumpy Old Gits is a comedy format which Cadwin Price has been involved with for many years. This episode is titled The Grumpy Old Gits and the Pandemic. But first, dust off your pencil cases, get on your freshest boots, stock up on pot noodles, because we're off to university. Danielle, it's over to you. Hey everyone, my name's Danielle, and for anyone who heard it, I was on a previous episode of the podcast chatting about my journey, really, through theatre and discovering my love for teaching theatre and working with theatre in the community. Actually really inspired by UCAN and what I did through UCAN. And I thought it would be a really good idea to actually make more of a discussion about uni and going back to uni, dealing with going to uni for the first time and university in general, but especially university in a pandemic situation. Um, I'm doing a theatre degree, theatre education in Birmingham, which I love. Absolutely amazing um, life up there. It's really good. But obviously since the pandemic, I came home, the whole place shut as I think most places across the whole country did. And in two weeks and a bit, I'm going back on the 7th of September into halls again because that's the only place I really arranged to go and I find the staff in my building very supportive. So I'm going back there on the 7th um, and we thought it'd be a really good idea to have a uni discussion, maybe um, my experiences and the kind of things I'm observing as a student going back in to halls. Um, what I'm observing with new students starting at halls because um, and uni and halls and things because I hopefully will be helping out with the first years of my course and also being in halls I'll be living with people who are starting uni for the first time. Um, uni in general is a visually impaired person and hopefully with input from other UCAN members that have either gone through uni or are going through uni currently and maybe some questions and discussion for anyone listening who either is going to uni currently um, or is about to go to uni or know somebody in that situation especially as a person with visual impairment um, so I think I just mentioned I thought I'd just mention really um, what my observations are right now um, at the moment I'm definitely due to move in on the 7th and I'm really excited because I want my life back a little bit and I want to start studying again, but I'm also really frightened because when you're at home for a long time, you get used to that. And I'm 23, I don't particularly 
mind being at home with my parents, but I don't particularly want to live there forever. And going back will give me my independence about cooking my own meals and having my own life and, you know, my own space. That is really important. But I am really afraid because, obviously, there is a pandemic happening. People are really struggling and you know, I'll be alone in uni by myself and that's something that's quite daunting. Um, it's quite daunting seeing other people planning on moving in, people that are a bit younger than me, people who perhaps aren't being as vigilant about the distancing as I am and I don't necessarily know how people will do that. I don't know what the guidelines the uni will have yet. Obviously, they're going to be very cautious because, you know, uni, you're living somewhere from all corners of the country. Um, but, you know, I think I'm a bit cautious about how other people are going to react. And also, simple things like, at the moment, I'm noticing, OK, maybe not to the same extent, but there are still social distanced freshers events going on. And I'm feeling like, hang on, this shouldn't be something you want to go and do right now why are you buying a wristband for 20 events when you want to be limiting any contact with people and when you drink i know young people often like to leave home and drink i mean everyone's had those experiences of when you're first away and you're with your new friends and you want to have a good time of course but at the moment you know you need to be extra careful and of course i'm sure they will be there'll be things involved put in place but that definitely for somebody who's not going to be involved in that it's quite scary to think am I going to come into cross come across people that are not caring about the safety of others including myself um the other thing I'm noticing is obviously families at home are having finding it harder to let their kids go away I'm definitely very close to my parents and I can definitely tell that they're frightened for me going back and they keep saying you know why don't you defer for a year or you know you can always come home if it's hard and I appreciate that it's really nice to know that I've got a home to go to with loving family who love me to pieces and I love them too but that doesn't help me because obviously it's good to know but I want to go back and feel like I'm doing this I want to go back and do my degree and I'm already 23 and I haven't graduated yet and there's no time limit but I still want to achieve things um if I stayed at home in Devon I wouldn't do anything I wouldn't have any projects or anything to do so you know as much as it's lovely having family I think one thing to remember is that you know you need to be understanding that these are the things we have to do to move forward with our lives um but I also do get their concerns. I think when you're at home about to make a big changing, you know, life-changing move again, you you have mixed feelings and often being around others makes those feelings more apparent. Um, I definitely feel that I'm, I'm definitely afraid and excited, but when I'm around certain people, that fear might be stronger. When I'm around certain friends of mine who also live alone, I might get more encouragement to go out there and, and live my own life. So, you know, those are just observations. No one's It's no one's fault. We all have feelings. And definitely I spend a lot of the time panicking. Oh, my gosh, what if something awful happens to me, you know? Um, or what if something happens to someone at home? But I'm also aware that I need to 
still have my experiences and one thing that some friends of mine who are blind and have lived alone maybe not a uni but have lived alone during this pandemic period have told me that you know life is still going on as hard as it is as much as we have to be extremely careful the you know the country is slowly allowing us to live a little bit more and to to go and do things um and I'd say there's definitely some positives too. I would say that, you know, when you're on your own at uni and you are probably readjusting to living alone, you can stay in your room if you don't want to go out. You don't have to see friends. As much as I love my friends, I haven't got many in Birmingham as such, but I have friends in the surrounding areas. And as much as I would love to see them, and I probably could find a way, I find not ready. That's up to me. That's okay. You know, I think that is something to remember that, you know, there are things you can do to keep yourself safe. And, you know, I think it's great to go to uni and have the uni experience, societies and socials and freshers and all kinds of things. But I also think that right now what's more important is what you're okay with. And I'll be living with flatmates. That's one thing that I say worries me a lot is that I live with flatmates who I don't know the moment i don't know who they are i don't know what they're going to be like i don't know how they're going to take the situation i don't know if they're going to have disabilities as well because my flat's got two disabled rooms in it apart from well my own one more um i don't know who they're going to be and if they're going to be very quiet and keep to themselves or if they're going to be very loud and want to socialize you don't know till you move i think you've got to remind yourself that your room is your room when you are on your own you know you are it's very daunting and you should definitely make sure you've got support networks available which is what i'm tra- currently trying to put the feelers out and find out about charities and communities and events and things that i can maybe do virtually and then physically in birmingham with my going with a community um but i think you also got to remember that you are able to stay in your room and not have to feel you have to leave other people might be socialising and naturally I'd love to go and join in and say hello and meet everyone but naturally you also have to think if you're not comfortable with it don't do it and that's your comfort zone you know on the other hand one thing I have found really positive is I was panicking a little bit and thinking oh my gosh as much as I'm definitely worried about going out and I really want to try and stay safe and stay at home I um also don't want to isolate myself i don't want to be at home all the time i want to be able to go out and have fun and see people which is not possible right now but one thing i thought is i need to get in touch with my community and i've got in touch with a couple of groups and some social you know communities in birmingham and i've possibly now got more events virtually and then in person that i could get involved with in the community because because of the pandemic i didn't really get a chance to settle into birmingham i did a bit but not to a point where i'm making lifelong friends and i think that now that i've touched base with actual other blind people that live in the area i'm going to live in that maybe i'll have a community and more of a support network and that's really important to reach out so i think from this discussion i would probably say that uh, the probably the top tips would be do what you're comfortable doing under the circumstances okay if you feel more comfortable going out and having fun probably wise to be extremely careful and limit that same time contact people that you feel might be able to help you get give you a support network give you some 
backup team of people that can keep an eye out you make sure that you're not alone in the situation in uni and you know if you feel you want to to defer or if you feel you want to carry on it's up to you um just keep trying and hopefully when I've gone to uni and I have more of a experience of getting there and dealing with it all I'll be able to share how that goes and we'll be hearing more from Danielle in further episodes. But next, let's crack straight on with the premiere of Grumpy Old Gits and the Pandemic. Welcome to Aberdeen where we find the grumpy old gits standing in their living room in front of a very large mirror, checking up on their appearances, which, it has to be said, is quite odd. The pair of them are wearing deep-sea diving suits, their heads deeply embedded in the airtight helmets they wear. They can both see through the tiny round windows that sit at the front of both helmets. Each time they breathe out, the tiny round windows fog up, so that they both find it quite hard to see where they're going. At this moment, though, they are both standing looking at themselves. How do I look? You look fine, Alex. Good. How do I look? You look like a pillock. I'm sorry, I couldn't quite hear you. A what? You look like a pillar box. I don't, do I? Never mind all that. Now, final check. Shopping list? Check. Shopping bags? Check. A pound for the shopping trolley? Check. Good. Now, remember, when we get outside, don't talk to the neighbours like you usually do. And don't forget, you're not allowed to stroke Mr Pilgrim's dog if you see it. You know what it did to you last time. It bit me. Yes, it did. And where did it bite you? I'd rather not say if you don't mind. Anyway, I'm wearing a cricket box today. Just in case. Good thinking. Right, get your coat on. What? Over all this? Well, all right then. Off we go. The grumpy old gits begin to leave. They open the front door close it behind them and begin their walk to the supermarket. They are suddenly interrupted by one of their neighbours. Hello, you two. Ignore him, Max. Where are you two going, dressed like that? Say nothing. Look straight ahead. He'll leave us alone in a moment. He's following us, Alex. Have you heard about Mr Pilgrim's dog? It had to be put down for biting Mrs. Pilchard up the Penderin. Run, Max, run! Hey, what are you running for? Come back. Max, come back. I want to post some letters, ha! Huh? He thinks I'm a pillar I told you you looked like a pillock. When the grumpy old gits finally get to the supermarket, they are stopped from entering by a security man. What do you mean we can't come in? 
You're not wearing a mask. What do you think this is on my head? It's not a mask. I know it's not a mask. I don't need to wear a mask. Not where I'm wearing this on my head. It's a sealed helmet. It's not a mask though, is it? Granted, you're not wrong there. It's not a mask. It's a face covering. And who are you? I'm within. So, two of you. Oh, you can count. How clever. Now, before I start losing the will to live, can you please explain to me how wearing a sealed helmet on a sealed suit is not a suitable mode of attire during this time of pandemic nonsense? Because it's not a mask. It's a face covering. And who are you? I'm with him. So, two of you. Good God! I'm having a deja vu moment here. Look, we haven't got any masks. I have. Well, why didn't you say so? Two masks, please. One for me and one for the pillock. What did you say? I couldn't quite hear you. Pillar box. When the two grumpy old gits get inside the store, life doesn't get any easier when they are confronted with the new one-way system. Alex, you're supposed to follow the arrows. What arrows? The ones on the floor. Look, it's a one-way system now. But what I want is at the end of this aisle, that way. Which is the wrong way. We'll have to go back and follow the arrows. But I only want crumpets, and crumpets are this way. Which is the wrong way. Follow me. Where are we now, Max? Cold meats. But I don't want cold meats. Where are the crumpets? Five rows down. They were within arm's reach half an hour ago. Come on then, this way and we'll be there. Hang on, on second thoughts, I fancy a pork pie. I'll just nip back and get one. Alex, you can't. The arrows are pointing the other way. Look, I couldn't care less which way the arrows are pointing. I'm getting a pork pie. As Alex makes his illegal way back to the pork pies, he is spotted by the ever-vigilant security man. Hey, where do you think you're going? It's one way. I'm just getting this pork pie. Put the pork pie down, sir. But I wanted a pork pie. Put the pork pie down, sir. All right, all right, it's down. I've put it back. Where do you think you're going? You'll have to pay for that. For what? The pork pie, you've handled it. But I haven't got it now, have I? You told me to put it back down. Makes no difference to me, sir. You've still got to pay for it. Look, just wait there a minute. I'm going to follow these arrows, then pick up my pork pie, put it in the trolley with the rest of my shopping, if that's quite all right with you. Now, don't move. I'll be right back. Alex sets off and follows the arrows. His breathing is quite noticeable now as he walks down Firstly, the cheese and dairy aisle, followed by the dry goods aisle, 
picking up the crumpets as he walks down the bakery aisle, finding himself passing teas and coffees, walking up the frozen goods aisle, and walking down the aisle specifically for pet foods, zigzagging through the fruit and veg aisles, until he finds his way back to cold meats. There, made it. One pork pie. I thank you. Where's your trolley? What? You said you had a trolley. It's here. And who are you? I'm with him. So, who are you? Look, are you being particularly obstructive on purpose, mate? Just doing my job, sir. I've been in the security business now for 17 years. There's nothing I haven't seen. Illegal parking, trolley pilfering, death at the checkout. Well, that was a first. But dealing with a couple of deep-sea divers in search of a pork pie takes the biscuit. Hold knobs. I beg your pardon, sir? Oh, nothing for you to worry about, mate. Max, to the cake and biscuits aisle. And don't forget, follow the arrows. In that episode of The Grumpy Old Gits, Alex was played by Carwin Price, Max was Bernie Latham, Danielle Brewster was the narrator, Andrew Jinx played the neighbour, and Connor Corridge was the security guard. To close out the show, here's Kyle Gibson with an original poem. The Young Boy and the Sea by Kyle J. Gibson The sand and the sea are my temples, have been since the day I emerged, when that sea-green sun set in March just short of spring. My home was in the valley, but my heart was with the ocean, now and forever. Fondly I remember my sister and I would play, like small cubs in a quiet bay, bouncing and rushing through the lamb-white swell. Innocent as church bells, we would cry and sing until home time. And, as a young man, I strolled along the shores, desperate to see old ships off the coast, and think perhaps I would join them. But of course, I am only a dreamer, and not a sailor. Now old and sitting here, I pray every dusk on my porch by the cliffs, my rum swirling in my glass, my ancient eyes still looking out beyond the world. I pray that when I die, that they will leave a part of me here, in this holy place, once more and for eternity, a young boy and the sea. Thank you, Kyle. That's all we've got time for in this episode of the Pod Squad. But don't forget, if you've got any suggestions or comments, please don't hesitate to get in touch by emailing podsquad at ucanproductions.org. That's podsquad at ucanproductions.org. You will see me next time, but not if I see you first. Bye for now. <laughs>